0: Alright, this podcast is late. About a week late. (laughs) It's not on purpose, but it's definitely convenient that while editing the discussion with Mia, I did stop beating myself up about it. I don't know about you, but when I sense a change in my performance, I get worried. Worried it'll become a pattern, worried I'm not as capable as I once was, worried that I've really never had it under control to begin with, Worried that this might be a sign that this is the new version of my life. A less accomplished trajectory. Maybe even the beginning of the end. But here I am, doing the monologue for the podcast. So everything's fine. (laughs) For now. When we talk about self-care and mental health, we aren't really advising or referring to the artistic world as a whole. In fact, the stereotype that artists make their best work while being completely insane or unstable in some way is a tale as old as time. In fact, it's where we get the term starving artist from. Don't worry, though, because Mia Duran is about to shatter that fragile little picture of what an artist is and what an artist needs to live, survive, and thrive. I'm Amanda Levy, and I'm late. And this is Artist Gribes.
1: Oh, hi. Hey.
0: <laughs> so, who are you and what are you doing here?
1: In your podcast? Yeah. Um, my name is Mia Durand. Um, I'm primarily a painter. Uh, I have my degree in painting, but I focus on lots of different mediums. I do weaving, uh, different types of textile works, uh, drawings and things like that, but I call myself a painter. And I've been doing this now for... oof. uh, I don't know, how many years is that? 10? Over 10 years now? Damn!
0: Okay, that's a long time. That's good. (laughs) Um, Where are you from?
1: Originally, I'm from Fresno, California, which is not next to L.A. or San Francisco. That's
0: the first question. Good to know.
1: That everybody asks. Um, It's right down the middle of the two in the San Joaquin Valley, um, which is actually really well known for its agriculture, we have a lot of um, migrant workers, that's actually how my family ended up in Fresno, mm-hmm. um, I am Mexican, and there's a huge Mexican population, and that's actually very important to me, and to my work, um, so
0: yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. So, um, when I got Everett, like when we started trying to enlist guests into this podcast, it seems like luckily I was met with a lot of positivity and a lot of artists that were really willing to be on this podcast and talk about something that they're really passionate about and specifically uh, you actually helped me decide on creating one of the pillars which was health mm-hmm. specifically and you were like I want to talk about mental health and I was like yes let's <laughs> talk about it so we are going to talk about it what in particular about mental health do you want to talk about? Um,
1: I want to talk about how mental health influences artists, how it also can be um, detrimental to artists, mm-hmm. and just how, and this idea of like the tortured artist
0: mm-hmm. and
1: just different aspects of how mental health. It, it, mental health isn't necessarily discussed as much. It solely is being more discussed in society, but it's definitely not discussed as much in art. Mm-hmm. So that's really what I'm looking to do.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's actually discussed further than the idea that like the suffering artist is exactly mm-hmm. what the artist needs. Like, yeah. Suffering is what makes the art. Yeah. Like I think that people are constantly thinking that Uh, being financially unstable or being mentally unstable or being emotionally unstable um, or unstable in any way is actually like the prime catalyst for creating Mm -hmm. works of art and that's not necessarily the case at all Mm -hmm. but I think because we see these depictions of like Van Gogh exactly just all of this suffering it's like well what would this artist be without this suffering kind of thing and Mm. then in turn it's like what would any of these artists be if they weren't uh either crazy or self-destructive or destroyed by society Uh, and in a way I think that makes society feel good about sort of treating artists less than or giving them struggle yeah. or contributing to that struggle because they passively feel like they're contributing to a masterpiece in a weird way does yeah. that make sense um, so uh, I'd like to obviously talk to you about that I mean it's a discussion that needs to be had um, because I think there's so many people that function in quite the opposite way mm-hmm. there are people that cannot create when there is instability mm-hmm. um, basically I wanted to know um, if there's a specific anecdote or story that you wanted to share that was a prime example of what it is that you're trying to discuss or at least get people to explore or look deeper mm-hmm. into in order to start that conversation because obviously we're the only two people here in this room <laughs> so starting the conversation is going to happen outside of this podcast yeah But I think the way to do that is to have story time.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, so I guess I'm going to mostly talk about the last year I've had, um, where I've had multiple mental breakdowns, um, and how it has affected, really it has just completely caused me to not make work for about nine months now, that's about the last time that I was actually physically able to make work. and the idea, like that, pe- let me try to say that yes, these mental breakdowns and these bad, like this bad time that I'm going through, um, can influence the work. Um, and I'm not discounting that of people who make work that is from a place of pain. Um, but the fact is is that I can't function as an artist if I am not able to stop crying Mm -hmm. if I'm unable to get out of bed Mm -hmm. if I'm unable to go to work and this make money and this be able to pay for my studio or pay for paint or pay for and well that's that's really what it comes down to is that art is a business Mm -hmm. you cannot and a lot of the times, if you are very mentally ill, um, which I am, I have um, severe anxiety. I have a hormonal disorder um, called PMVD and as a symptom, I have depression. Um, and how those things kind of just get in the way. Um, and I'm getting help. Like that's in. Like, it's just is the greater conversation of like getting help, mental health, people dealing with these things. Um, and I am slowly coming out of this rut, but that idea that like, I am not beating myself up about the fact that I haven't made art for nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely have before. I've gotten to the point now where it's like, okay... Like, there's no point in making myself feel bad because I already feel bad. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just am embracing and working on this illness and these things that need to be dealt with before I can get back to my art. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's okay. And there's nothing wrong with taking a hiatus from making art, from taking time to deal with your life. I'm still an artist. Um... I don't have a painting studio right now but that again, I'm still an artist. Mm -hmm. Like there's it's there's nothing wrong with these things and that's a that's part of the conversation that I think is very important is that like especially in the way that the economy works and everything like that now and how nobody actually has a career. Most people don't have careers or a set career that they have all their life. Um, there's a possibility that I might not be an artist down the road, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, And it might be because of my mental health or other outside things. But again, it goes back to this thing of, like, don't beat yourself up about art. And that's, I I went to art school in San Francisco, to the San Francisco Art Institute. Um, And that was something that was really ingrained in me by my colleagues By my teachers, this idea of you have to make art, and if you're not making art, you should feel awful about yourself. There's something wrong with you, Um, you're a failure. Um, And I don't need anybody else to be telling me that because (laughs) my depression's already telling me that I'm a failure. (laughs) So I don't need outside sources to be hammering this into me. Um, I definitely know that my career has taken a hit because I haven't been in art in the last nine months. Um, I was definitely doing things before that. I had a residency. I uh, had recently gotten a a grant, but because I've been dealing with my mental health, I haven't been able to apply for things and stuff. So I understand that, yes, it does affect my career, but that's okay. Yeah. Everything's okay. We're still... I'm going to make art eventually. And if I don't, oh well. I will. I'm pretty positive I will. But <laughs> it's fine. And being mentally ill is fine. And mm-hmm. taking a break from art is fine. Um, it's all part of the process. It's all part of the world we live in. It's not... We don't live... We're not... Um... Da Vinci. We don't get patrons. The church isn't paying us. We're just. It's
0: not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wait, culture. wait. <laughs>
0: it's literally the only reason I had you as a guest. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry, audience. It's like, um, yeah, I think it's been a. Uh, I mean, since we've met, it's been sort of rocky as a topic because I've always. Meeting other artists, sometimes you have a clique or a group of people in which you hold each other sort of like passively accountable by asking something, Mm -hmm. um, which is like, hey, what are you working on? And what are you working on um, is usually something that you say. I mean, if you're not an artist, you usually say that because you're genuinely interested in whatever else is happening, what's next, Mm -hmm. you know maybe it's been ages since you've seen the artist or ages since you've seen a show of theirs or seen them in a group show or maybe you just happen to miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in a lot of circles or at least um, within some of my other groups of friends, there are certain members that are like, what are you working on to like keep you chipper, keep you up or keep you productive? Mm-hmm. Um, but I also know that sometimes it feels crushing when... For me when someone says you know what are you working on and I'm like nothing for right now Mm -hmm. Um, and there's that face like
1: oh I'm sorry
0: yeah it's almost like you lost a loved one (laughs) Um, and then you feel guilty because they feel guilty it's like this weird spiral and literally you could just be like nothing right now Mm -hmm. Um, and
1: that's fine because I have life I had to get exactly. a second job, yeah. I had to pay for my dog's uh, surgery, so yeah. like, things like that, things come up. So yeah. There's a difference between accountability and and if you have that relationship with the person, and having accountability, that's one thing, and people holding you accountable to making art, um, but only within the context, you have to have, like, outside mm. people like to do that a lot where they like you, they don't know the context of your life and it's mm-hmm. like then you shouldn't pass judgment on what I'm doing like yeah like you don't know where I'm at what I'm doing yeah, well, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So what is the takeaway and who's it for today?
1: Um, so the takeaway can be used for artists but it's really just intended for anybody with mental illness Um, that if you notice that and I don't want to correlate it directly to work but if you notice that you're not doing whatever it is at the level that you usually do um, to just take a step back um, and look at yourself Um, and I was actually talking to a friend about this last night uh, about selfishness and not the idea that you of like putting other people down um but the idea of really focusing on yourself and taking that time taking that break to really reflect on how you are doing how you are feeling um and within that it realizing and taking the time to find help um because it is okay again it is okay to be mentally ill and it is okay to feel these things um and if you do need help it can be very hard to find help um because help can come in many different like the help you need there is no singly right way of finding help to get better with mental illness because it's so widespread and there's so many different ways it affects people um but taking that time to work within our awful healthcare system and finding what you need um and just accepting that this is what is happening um and it's okay yeah everything's okay so feel
0: good about that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay. well, thank-, thank you for listening to Artist Gripes. I'd like to thank my very good friend and exceptional artist Mia Duran for allowing me to interview her when I first thought about doing a podcast. <laughs> Mia recently displayed her work at the Index Art Center in Newark, New Jersey. As she had predicted, she's returned to creating, so keep an eye out for her in the New York, New Jersey area. As always, this podcast is a no-peaking production with pre- and post-show written by me, and the theme was composed by Julian Gordon. Bye!